and I believe we are live. Welcome back, everyone, to the Literally Me podcast. It is episode four, episode five, four. episode four. four. That that zero, episode zero, always throws me off. Um, but per usual, uh, my name is Tristan. I'm excited to be here to talk about movies, and I am joined by my uh, good friend from across the pond, uh, Dino. How you doing this week? I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing all right. Seen some. Seen some really cool movies this week that I'm excited to talk to you uh, about. And I understand that. Um, that uh, well, I guess before we get into that, the movie that we are talking about today was a movie that you uh, that you had picked or mm -hmm. uh, had been a part of your list. And that movie was Columbus of 2017. This is a favorite of yours, uh, is it not? It's in my top five for sure so it's one of my favorite movies sheesh you heard it here folks uh, well we're going to talk about that in a little bit before that we'll talk about the movies we've seen and whatnot but uh dino i'm gonna pass it off to you um i know you've got some uh fan questions or some instagram questions um if you want to go ahead and read some of those off and let us know where where people can also send some questions or where you got these questions from mm -hmm. so we got a couple of questions i put up like a story on my instagram just asking people if they had any questions for the podcast. If you're listening to this and you have any more questions, you can just put them, if you're listening on YouTube in the comments or head over to either of our Instagrams and just DM us a question. And I think I'll put up another story, maybe, I don't know, maybe not the next episode, but down the line, maybe like next month or something. Mm -hmm. um, so we can get some more questions, but we got a couple, not that many. But we got a couple of cool questions, so. All right, well, let's hear them. I'm, I'm excited to hear what the uh, the community's saying. So the first question comes from Digital Spiral, uh, which is Michael, a good yes. friend of ours. Shout out, shout out. Shout out to him. And um, he asked, what's a film you think everyone should watch? Oh, mm -hmm. that's a good question. Uh, do you have an answer for that? I actually do. So it's not really, because I don't think there's, a movie everyone should watch like I, i'm not then that opinion that you're like because there are people who say like you have to watch this movie to be a real movie fan or something um, or get like offended if you haven't seen this movie or that movie um but i think there's a movie that i wish everyone would watch um and that is a beautiful day in the neighborhood oh tom hanks right the tom mr. hanks rogers playing mr rogers um, I just think like the world would be a better place if everyone would watch it just because of like how kind that movie is and like how wholesome. So that's a movie I, th I think there would be, the world would be a better place if everyone had seen it. So that would be my pick. 100%. Well, I think the world would be a better place if everyone here saw Freddie Got Fingered, uh, 1995. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> although maybe it would be, but I don't, I don't know. I think, I think I agree. There isn't like an objective, maybe like you have to see this if you want to consider yourself a human being or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause I hate when people are like, what you haven't seen. It's like, dude, there are literally millions of movies out there. Like, yeah. of course, I, maybe I haven't seen whatever. Um, but I'm trying to think, I think one movie that, ah, man, that, that really is a good question. Uh, I think one movie that's kind of come into mind that I think is very underrated and it should be 
like it should be much more well known, especially based on who made it. Uh, and that's the movie After Hours by Martin Scorsese. It came out in the 80s and it's a real like, it's so unlike all his other movies, but it's one of those movies that I feel like, I feel like everyone who sees it likes it. Like, I don't know anyone who sees it and it's like, I, because it's, it's super different. I could understand, I guess, why some bozo would be like, this stinks. But <laughs> genuinely, everyone I know who has seen it likes it. It has a great following, but it's still somehow really underrated. Um, it's one of your so favorite movies, right? Or like at least all time. Favorite. That's a top five for yeah. sure. It's it's probably my favorite Scorsese. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a fun movie. You can watch it anytime, daytime, morning, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Tuesday, nighttime, whatever you want. It works all the time. Um, I'm glad it got more popularity due to the weekend. Yes, he song. He he named the whole album after hours. Um, which is pretty cool and it was a pretty good album too so mm -hmm. uh, I think the world would be a better place if they all saw After Hours mm -hmm. well, let's get into the next question it's another one by Michael the Digital okay. Spiral well, uh, he has in work. favorite scary movie and I think he's talking about the scary movie franchise because uh, <laughs> insert ghost face voice here so <laughs> okay, I wasn't so sure but then I think um, he's talking about the scary movie <laughs> franchise. I, I love that. That's so specific. So not uh, not horror movies. Okay. I, I think he's talking about the franchise because he put in like ex what are they called? The uh, is it exclamation points? Uh, the, uh, emojis? No, no, the like I don't know what it's called in English. The the those things. Parentheses parentheses okay so you put like insert ghost face voice here so okay um yeah. oh shoot scary movie i haven't mm -hmm. watched a scary movie in a long time um Same. i do remember scary movie i think it was scary movie four it was one that i think came out around the time that like i was at like the age where I would be like, oh my goodness. But I was really kind of scared of them too at the same time because I was very scared of horror in general when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe like Scary Movie 1 might have been like a little early for me. I would have been a little too young when it came out. But Scary Movie 4 is funny. I remember when they said like that he was in the Saw. He was like in the Saw. Uh, they were like in the Saw like bathroom or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Shaq just had to make a free throw in order to save him. And then Dr. Phil is like randomly in there. Mm -hmm. that's i always remember that one being funny and then whichever one they did the signs kind of uh parody was funny as well is that what the one you? where tom like tom cruise war of the worlds was that a fifth yeah yes i think that's scary movie three i think it was like signs war of the worlds maybe i don't know if war of the worlds came out then i think it was on signs maybe there was another one that was like war of the worlds after that Okay, because I remember liking that one, but I think the second one might be my favorite. Hold on, I'm pulling it up on Letterbox now because now mm -hmm. I'm I'm just curious. Because I'm not okay. sure. Yes, Scary Movie Three. Yes, and it had Simon Rex and mm -hmm. and Charlie Sheen, Anna Faris, Anthony Anderson, all them. That that was the one that was like based on signs. Okay, so you mean that one? Yes. So that okay. one. That one was dope too. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm looking at Scary Movie 2. Scary Movie 2 is honestly not really ringing any bells. For That's me. the one where they're in the house 
and like the the guy who's like smoking weed like the weed plant just comes to life and <laughs> rolls him in his blanket and just lights him up oh that's funny that i don't rem- i don't remember that at all and i don't think looking at it i don't think i saw scary movie five either that's the one with Lindsay lohan right um no ashley tisdale oh okay i haven't seen those movies in same such a kind long of time. vibe Oh, I've seen a scene from this. The scene of Mac Miller and Snoop Dogg. There's a mm-hmm. scene where they're in it together. Um, that's pretty funny. I so I kind of remember that. So anyway, I think Scary Movie 4, I remember the most, but Scary Movie 3 was pretty funny, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're that was pretty good. I think I need to watch them again sometime. I do too. Shout out. Seems like our boy is quite the uh, Scary mm-hmm. Movie fan. I did not know that. So the next question comes from Cinema Framed, um, who asks, which film made you fall in love with cinema? Mm. Um, Well, for me, it was Blue Velvet, which I don't know if I've talked about it on here or not before. I probably have. If not, I've talked about it elsewhere. But yeah, that movie, that movie really like changed the way that I actually, actually, I changed my answer. That kind of made me want to like make things. The Place Beyond the Pines made me appreciate movies in a different way when that came out, actually. And That's I saw that movie. before. Yeah, that actually made me appreciate movies in a different way. And that set me off into like watching more movies. So actually, mm-hmm. I think The Place Beyond the Pines, maybe. That's a great one. Yeah. With Ryan Gosling, our boy. That's my boy. Um, for me, it would be, I think, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hell yeah. Just, that's a movie that just made me... F- I mean, I, I love movies before that, but that was the movie that like, I really got into movies because of that. And I really got into storytelling because of that. Like I just remember watching it and then I got like this little Lego figure of Indiana Jones. And I just made this massive like story universe in my head playing with all my different action figures and toys and things like that. And I made this whole movie. So (laughs) that was very influential to me. That's awesome. Did do you um did the other ones also kind of grip you in the same way? And also, I feel like we've also talked about this, but did like Temple love, of Doom and all all the other ones kind of also do I love that? Two and three as well. Four, I don't hate as much as other people. I still don't like it that much. I think I have to rewatch it because I haven't seen it in such a long time. And I got the the Blu-ray box set recently. That's the Crystal Skull one. Yeah, that's the one with Shia LaBeouf yes okay i've only seen one time and i remember not hating it as much as most people yeah uh, but i'm gonna rewatch all of them um before the Anyone. new one comes out which i'm super excited for so yeah but the first one is still my favorite it's i think it would be my favorite movie of all time oh yeah i haven't watched indiana jones and in, i legitimately cannot remember when i would love to sit down and rewatch it maybe, maybe since i was me. even like a kid yeah, honestly, I probably will. It might have even been like over 10, 15 years, like a long time. I'm actually jealous because it it plays in the theaters for you guys like regularly. It kind of does. A lot of the, like Jaws as well will play a lot in theaters too. Um, but yeah, it actually, it, it does pretty often. Like, at, I mean, at like AMCs, like at like mm-hmm. a major theater, like they'll just randomly play it because they don't play anything old. Theaters like where i live they don't do that they don't play old movies at all do you guys have independent theaters that do though 
Well, we have one in Switzerland, which oh, isn't like far that. from yeah. me. And they just started doing like voting. So you can vote which oh, what you want to see. Yeah, I think right now, I think the, the, they just started it. And the first movie uh-huh. is probably going to be La Haine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because it was like Interstellar was high. But I think that one, there's still like a couple hours to vote. Okay, so they're kind of getting into playing like they just movies that are not current. They just started. And maybe I'm going to rig the vote next time yeah. for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Because it's been it's on my bucket list like it's one of those things like i want to see on the, of the lost arc on the big screen that's a dream of mine so maybe well if they don't we'll have to get you on a flight get you to florida because i swear they'll play it at amc maybe mm-hmm. at least three or four times a year probably. i'll be there man. i'm gonna fly over just for that and to <laughs> yeah. see you, of, course. <laughs> of course that's that's only second i get it mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right we got any more questions anyone sent in we got one from Movie Metropolis UK uh, okay. from Adam, who's also a friend of mine. Right, he asked, nice. which is the best MCU movie? You go first. I, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask think that. About that. I think it, for me, it would be Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which is the second one, because that's mm-hmm. my favorite MCU movie. But also Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I also okay. adore. So, so yeah. does, that, does that mean like, the original Spider-Man and Blade is it doesn't count. No, it's just MC, I, he just asked MCU. He didn't ask Marvel. Okay. So. I, I legitimately don't know if I have an answer. I think Andrew Garfield is also not that. Uh, Tom Holland is the only Spider-Man that's MCU. Yeah. Well, okay. if you count the third one, they're all in it. So. Oh. Well, I mean, I guess I like that one. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that one's probably my favorite. I guess because of Toby and Willem Dafoe and all them. I'm sure. sorry, uh, movie Metropolis UK. I'm just not that well versed. Actually, I did really like uh, the first Iron Man when that came out back in the day. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that in theaters and actually really liked that movie a lot. So maybe mm-hmm. that one, maybe the first okay. Iron Man. Okay. So then we got a question from Alexa Fav. Uh, she asks, which character is your literally me character? Oh. So that's a fitting question for our podcast um that's a that's a good one do you have an answer off the top of your head well patrick bateman of course so of course that's your guy that's, the one. that's your guy i i i think i'm kind of i think the first person that i ever looked at and the reason the namesake of my instagram and i mentioned it earlier but gosling in the place beyond the pines i think is my literally me and that is the reason i got the nickname young gosling because uh, I wouldn't shut up about that movie and him in particular in that movie. So that movie um, inspired your... Yeah, yeah I, I was talking about it all the time. And I remember someone's like, all right, chill out, young Gosling. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> that's and and I, I made it my... I was probably in maybe high school when that came out or maybe just graduate. I don't remember. But mm-hmm. then I was like, all right, I made that my Twitter name. And then when I made an Instagram, I made it that. And I was like, all right, I'm just kind of stuck. And then people will just call me that sometimes. It's weird. That's a great one. Yeah. Well, in all seriousness, for me, one would be like Jonathan Larson from Tick, Tick, Boom, but I guess that's a mm. real person or was a real person. Mm-hmm. I think, well, Ted Mosby from How Met Your Mother. Oh. I relate to him a lot. So Ted Mosby. And I, I don't know if you've seen Love and Monsters, the movie. Mm-mm. So the, the main character, he's called Joel Dawson, played by Dylan O'Brien. I also relate to him a lot, so I think those two. Cool. Definitely. What's that movie? What's that movie about? 
Love and Monsters. It's like this post-apocalyptic movie with like these different type of monsters. It's a great film. And I think I'm going to put it on my list pretty soon. Is, is it like a, an adventure film or like action adventure kind of sci-fi thing? Or is it's, it... So it's, it's on Earth. Um, and it's definitely like a adventure action but it's not okay. like typical it, it's very unique i'd say and it's very visually beautiful okay um and i like that movie a lot sounds cool i don't think i've ever even heard of it sound uh, it doesn't ring a bell at all i think i'm gonna put it on the list because i'd cool. love to hear your thoughts um, absolutely either way that might get thrown onto my letterbox list that sounds cool mm-hmm. um and let's see any final question get into one more just so we yeah, don't so we don't yeah. blow this out of proportion i was gonna say let's do one more than everyone else if, if you guys like this section you guys want to send in your questions about movies or about whatever uh feel free to send them through we'll both uh post on instagram about it and, i don't mm-hmm. know maybe we'll do it weekly maybe we'll just make it a special thing who knows mm-hmm. maybe once a month or something so yeah we can collect some questions so the last question comes from post simone who asked, what do you think was in a briefcase in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> what well, do I think? Question. Yeah, what do I think? What do you think was in the briefcase of uh, in Pulp Fiction? Funny enough, I've never actually thought about it. I think like people oftentimes talk about it or like theorize, mm-hmm. but I never did. So yeah, I really I, don't know. I, yeah, I don't know either. I've never really thought about it. Maybe it's just like Donald Trump's skincare routine. maybe that's what it is just really bright um yeah i don't know it's cool uh that that briefcase thing though i guess it's i never really thought about in the same way though because it's kind of it's not really that that important like in in terms of the actual movie but it's similar to have you seen um repo man or the movie kiss me deadly i have not no Quentin Tarantino takes that from both of those movies. They all go back to Kiss Me Deadly. Repo Man took from that and has mm-hmm. like a glowing trunk of a car. Okay. And then Quentin kind of does a nod to both of them and has this like briefcase thing. Um, mm-hmm. Both of those movies are very cool though. Also might be thrown on the list if they're not already. But mm-hmm. um, Did we ever yeah. find out in those movies what's like in the tr- trunk or? Yeah, so in, in not in Repo Man, mm-hmm. but in Kiss Me Deadly, it's kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't really want to spoil either. It's not really that much of a spoiler, but uh, they do kind of, sort of, but not really. It's it's really okay. kind of like a, as Hitchcock would call it, a MacGuffin, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for the uh, questions, everybody. Um, that was a lot of fun to, uh, to do that. We'll have to do that again um, sometime. Yeah. Well, since uh, since these folks had so many questions for us, uh let's uh what is maybe just one or two movies that you saw this past week that uh mm-hmm. that uh that you thought were super cool or not or at least memorable mm-hmm. so i watched john wick chapter four. Oh, get into it baby years which we briefly chatted about yeah you're gonna see it in a couple soon. days next week soon okay maybe in the next episode we can talk about it a little bit more so I'm not gonna say a lot, but Jesus Christ, it's one of one of the best action movies ever made. It's incredible. It's three hours of nonstop action, and I don't know how you do it. Like, how do you make three hours of action 
interesting. Like, how do you not let it get boring? They just pull it off and it's such a joy to watch. It's beautiful. The fight scenes are phenomenal. It's, it blew my mind and I can't get over it. And I'm so excited to talk about it. Like when you see it, so we can talk about it a little bit more. But seriously, everyone go watch it in theaters. If you still can, it's amazing. Hell yes. And where would you rank this among the other uh, John Wick movies? I really like the first one, but I think this one is my number one. Sheesh. And the first one, like, I, I love. I think it's such, a, such an interesting idea, and it's so great. But this, this new one, like, they just go all out. They really killed it, and I can't wait to see, like, where it goes from here going forward. And are they making more? They announced the fifth one. Oh, my God. I didn't even know this. It's been greenlit. Um, and there's there's a spin-off movie starring, starring Ana de Armas. Really? Because she played uh, played a character, like playing a character yeah. called the, I think the movie's called The Ballerina. Okay. Um, and they're doing a I think either a TV show or like a miniseries or uh-huh. a movie about um, Ian McShane's character about oh, really? uh, the whole the hotel, the continental New York. So they're making a whole John Wick, the JWU. Yeah, I think Lionsgate just wants to cash in on the oh, John yeah. Wick franchise. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that one's oh. great. Go get that bag. Go get that bag. The new one has a really great scene from like the, the top perspective. You'll see what I mean, where they just have this insane fight scene. And it looks amazing and it's so great. So I hope oh, yeah. you like it. I'm, I'm super stoked to, to finally check it out. The reviews have been bonkers. Mm-hmm. So uh, everyone really seems to enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you see anything else uh, either in theaters or at home? Um, I watched one more movie. I'm go- I want to mention it um, yeah. because a friend of mine. So I was hanging out with uh, one of my best friends. And he wanted me to see Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which, as you know, like I'm not too big into anime, but he wanted me to see it. Um, it's like, so it came out and it was this contained story and then got so popular, the manga that they made more and then they made an anime out of it. But this movie is just like this first story. So it's self-contained. You don't have to watch the anime if you don't want to. And it's fantastic animation it's really great great film both visually and storytelling wise um it's one of the only anime films i've seen outside of ghibli Mm -hmm. um and i think it's really great the animation is out of this world so i wanted to mention that and shout out to my friend keenan for for showing me that movie so what's the title of the movie again it's called jujutsu kaisen zero kaisen yeah, I don't know if you've heard about it. I have not heard about it. I haven't um, either before, before he told me, but he wanted me to see it and yeah. Cool. I've I've always had like anime very strongly. Everyone who recommends anime always does it very strongly. Mm-hmm. Like sure. no one ever passively is like, yeah, you should check out that anime if you want. They're like, you gotta watch it. You have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I've never seen anime before. I've seen Pokemon, which I loved as a kid. Um, but that was that's about the extent of it but 
There is one movie called Perfect Blue that a lot of people have recommended that I've heard is very good. And reading the synopsis, it seems like right up my alley. Um, so I feel like whatever I do decide to take the plunge into anime, that'll probably be the movie I start with, but I'll definitely add this one to the list. If mm-hmm. you can write out and send to me I will. <laughs> the title of I will. that movie. I also have to watch uh, Perfect Blue, so. Yeah. Have you heard about that movie as well? I have. I yeah, have. A lot of people Didn't really Af- like it. Afronovsky get inspired by? I think for like Black Swan or for Requiem of a Dream or something like that. Yeah. There are a couple yeah. of shots like taken straight out of that one. Yeah, he, I, I saw like, there was like a post on Instagram, you might have seen the same one where they have like a collection of like all the shots that Aronofsky's done that yeah. he like was like inspired by, um, mm-hmm. uh, by like some anime movies, various ones, yeah. but yeah, cool, man. Well, um, well, so since last, watch? yeah, since last week, I mean, as, as you know, and I don't know if the listeners are starting to gather, I get very much locked into a very specific type of thing that I watch every mm-hmm. week. And it's hard for my like interest or mind to like go elsewhere to some something else. Um, so I think last week I talked about being on my Wesley Snipes shit, and mm-hmm. um, that slowly parlayed into watching some movies by the director uh, Roland Emmerich, who did Independence Day, which I had never seen Independence Day before. Um, that was a first time watch for me. That was badass. Uh, and he did some other movies like Stargate. But from there, he did a movie called Universal Soldier that Jean-Claude Van Damme was in. And that has gotten me on a Jean-Claude hit. I've been going bananas. Mm -hmm. And the two movies that I want to shout out real quick, both of which I'd never seen before. First one being Hard Target. Have you heard of this movie, Hard Target? I think I have the poster in my head, but I haven't seen it you might it's pretty mm-hmm. iconic it's uh it's john woo uh which people might know from uh face off and then he did obviously a bunch of really popular japanese movies like hard boiled and the killer i think he did a mission impossible movie maybe like the second or third one um one. but just like just an action master you know master at action and this was his mm-hmm. first hollywood movie um jean-claude van damme plays this like kind of like uh he's unemployed he was in the army uh or something like that but now he lives in new orleans and he's trying to get a job on like a ship so he can go away and work for a few months um Mm -hmm. but uh this woman comes into town and she's looking for her father who she finds out is homeless and you come to find out that lance henriksen uh if you're familiar with him as an actor Mm -hmm. if you're not the name i'm sure everyone has, has probably seen him in something Turns out he runs this league or underground thing where rich people pay money to hunt like most dangerous game style homeless people. Like they pay like half a million dollars and they go out and they trick this homeless person into like meeting them somewhere like secluded. And then they have them like, they give him like a minute head start and they go on like a manhunt and they pay all this money to do it. And turns out this woman's father was roped into doing this. So Jean-Claude does what Jean-Claude does and fucking roundhouse kicks his way into finding these people. And it's so good. It's so funny. It's so goofy. It's so 90s. But the action is so good. And I don't care. Like Jean-Claude is objectively obviously not a great actor, but he is one of the best entertainers. I could watch him all day. Hard Target is sick. Highest of recommends uh, if no one has seen it. There are great quotes in there. Um, 
one of which I'll, I'll just mention real quick. She, I don't know why you would ask. His, his name is Chance in the movie. And she's like, why is your name Chance? And he's like, because my mother took one. <laughs> and it's, it's a great Jean-Claude quote. Um, but I really love that movie. I just want to talk about that one in particular. But uh, but yeah, one, one other movie I'll just mention real quick before we move on. Uh, also, Jean-Claude, I watched after that is Double Team. And that's with him and Dennis Rodman, uh, the NBA player. And it's funny uh, because the movie is very, it's not good, but again, super entertaining. Although Hard Target actually, I think, is it like a good movie. But um, <laughs> Double Team is not a good movie at all. It's very goofy. I couldn't even tell you how they even team up or why he's, he's trying to find out someone who killed someone. I don't, I can't even remember like the nuances of it, but all I remember is that Dennis Rodman, um, he's like an arms dealer. He's not a basketball player in the movie. He's not playing himself. He's no affiliation to his real life yet. The entire movie, all he does is make basketball jokes and puns. And it's so confusing because basketball has nothing to do with this movie. And all he does is talk about basketball. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially they, they team up. I think Jean-Claude is like a CIA agent who, uh, who, who escapes from like some island. He had a fake his, it's very convoluted and very stupid, but the highest it recommends because you will laugh very hard and you will see some ridiculous shit in there. So that's double team. Uh, but I think anything Jean-Claude, do you, do you know, uh, know any, uh, or a fan of any Jean-Claude uh, movies? Or just but I wanted to ask before before I tell you that I wanted to like say they probably just put him in just for like because basketball was like really popular during that time. Oh so yeah, it seemed like they just put him in to just talk about basketball and because people recognize him. So yeah, and it was just super funny because it's like oh this makes no sense like at all. But I I guess okay, and I think yeah. it's the only movie he did like like of an actual acting role. Interesting. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting, and he's not a great actor, but it's funny to see Dennis Rodman in there looking all crazy. But did you watch Time Cop? I did watch Time Cop. I watched it the other day, actually. Yeah, that's uh, I think one of the like few movies of his I've seen yet. So, Time Cop is awesome. He's um, awesome in everything. It's everything he does is so good, and I love that. There's that scene in Time Cop where some like they're in the mall. And there's some dude who's robbing an old lady, but he's on roller skates or something. <laughs> and he skates by. And when the camera like pans, it's just Jean-Claude's foot just like placed out. And he just like stops right in front of his foot. And they cut out and Jean-Claude just has his leg just all the way up, just doing a sidekick. Great scene. Um, great scene. But uh, yeah, we both saw some uh, some cool movies. I can't wait to check out the new John Wick. But uh what do you say we go ahead and take a quick little break and then when we come back we'll talk a little film news and then talk about uh talk about this week's uh movie mm -hmm. let's do it all righty see you in a sec and we're back uh talking about sure. well i guess some film news and after that we're gonna have a little discussion about this week's movie which is columbus but before we do that do you have any like movie news you want to talk about i think you you have something for us so yeah, there was just, I mean, a few things that, that kind of came up. and um, But one in particular, we talked about a certain gentleman last week. And I mentioned that I thought he would be a great fit for a certain uh, superhero. And I think he heard, I think he was listening to the episode, Dino. And he said, you know what, I'm going to go method. I'm going to send the audition tape to my boy Tristan and get this move in. 
And my boy Jonathan Majors went out and started beating the shit out of some young lady, I guess. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. We don't know the full story yet. We don't know. Um, there's still details probably coming out. But yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look very good, unfortunately. So it, it was came as kind of surprised, didn't it? I, yeah. I, I thought he was supposed to be like a real like, which again, I'm not saying that he did do this, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. I say, I should say the uh, accusation is shocking. Yeah. Um, because he seems like a pretty, yeah, very like very mild mannered at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very weird. I saw that I was like, oh shit, he saw it. But I guess strangulation isn't. I mean, he messed up. He's not getting the role. If I'm casting, he's not getting the role now. Blade would never use his hands. He's got the weapons. I think uh, maybe he should have pulled out a stick or something. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He shouldn't have hit her at all. But. Um, but yeah, that was uh, was kind of wild. And I think some other people ended up coming out saying, which again, I guess they kind of said that he was like, this is kind of expected. And that yeah, maybe the- yeah. Like even a director came out. Yes. Like, being like a really manipulative and horrible human being, which I really don't know. Like if it's true, it's really fucked up. We don't know yet, but mm-hmm. it was not expected. Like, I don't know. Yeah neither was i and i and i don't want to sit up here and just make accusations or even even like talk about it that long because ultimately we don't really have the information um but jonathan majors if you are listening to this because i'm sure you are you went about it the wrong way bro you're you're, again you're not getting the role for me okay you ruined it it's going to uh wait who is it again marshall ali yeah marshall ali yeah yeah i'm sorry he's getting it sorry maybe next time maybe for the reboot um but uh but yeah, there's been some other interesting uh, things. So this didn't really come as too much of a surprise, but it looks like the Daniels have graduated on to other things and they're doing a Star Wars series or slash movie or something. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I've heard about it. I think, wasn't there someone else attached and they like... I think, I, I have no no idea. I kind of just saw sort of in passing that they mm-hmm. had some kind of um, thing with Disney Plus that they were doing for okay. Star Wars. It might be a show. I just know there was there there is a Star Wars movie that they I think they fired the director and the screenwriter. And I thought like they brought the Daniels in to fill that project, mm. but it might be a whole different project. I really don't know. Okay, well, based on further read, re- reading, which is probably something I should do. um prior to talking about things they directed an episode of a star wars series that's coming up oh okay which one uh it's called skeleton crew oh yeah yeah i've heard that one is coming out Uh uh-huh and i guess allegedly they were approached uh to do an episode before everything everywhere even came out interesting um so that's interesting to 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 hear they should yet or did yeah they they already uh looks like they already shot it and wrapped it um and i guess the show itself will debut on disney plus later this year i'm i'm not too familiar with all the spinoffs of star wars but that'd be interesting and this one seems like a pretty interesting concept too seems different which one was it they're like doing a coming of age thing but that's not is it that one yeah so it's like i think it was something along the lines of like some kids being stuck 
um, like they get lost in the universe of Star Wars, but it's supposed to be like children um, mm-hmm. that uh, that got stuck. I, I don't really know much further than that, other than young kids lost in the universe. So I'm sure it'll be a lot of running into random characters and mm-hmm. cameos and whatnot. I'm sure it'll be good fun for all the Star Wars fans out there. For sure. Um, and then one Got other thing. Else? Yeah, I got one one more thing, and then we can get into uh, old Columbus. Is I saw something just earlier, actually, just a few minutes before we've been hopped on earlier today. Robert Downey Jr. is trying to remake Alfred Hitchcock's movie Vertigo, and he wants to be the new Jimmy Stewart. Um, mm-hmm. And I think him and his his wife maybe are producing it or him and someone they're producing the film um and i'm curious to see how they butcher it um (laughs) you know who's gonna direct it i i don't think that's even been announced yet um does robert downey jr direct at all he he made a a documentary movie on netflix About, about his father about his dad yeah yeah but apart from that i don't think so but he might start maybe that's gonna maybe. be his first movie. Yeah. I mean his dad is a good director. Why so. Would want to remake that movie, but and it's, especially if you do go on to direct it yourself, which has not been announced that he is, or maybe he has no intention. But if mm-hmm. he chooses to do it now, that's probably the worst material you could choose for your directorial debut is a remake of a movie that's like universally revered as one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's pretty insane. That's like Chris Evans being like, guys, I've decided I'm going to remake Citizen Kane. <laughs> I would want to see that though. So yeah, that awesome. yeah. So that's, um, that's pretty interesting. Are, are you, have you seen, have you seen Vertigo? Are you familiar with Vertigo? I have. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, one of the all-timers. Like I said, I don't know why you would want to remake it. But I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's going to be good. I well, I so. have, I I have a, a question for you. Something that just popped into my head. I'm going to go mm-hmm. interview style now. Is mm-hmm. there one like classic movie older? I mean, I guess it could come out any time. But let's say maybe enough time for it to be remade. So at least since like maybe the 2000s, not 2010s. Okay. Is there a movie that you think of any time period that you would like to actually see remade and one that you think absolutely should never be touched? Like this is a movie that I don't care how many years pass technology, it should just not be touched. It's what it is. That's an And it's a very, loaded question. I understand that as mm-hmm. well. That's a very interesting question. Let me just look at like, because I have a letterbox list of like, my yeah. favorite movies i just want to go through them and just see like if there's anything and That's honestly this tough, it's tough, tough. it might even be something that i might just leave there and then we can <laughs> pick up on at the end of the at the end of the show and see if maybe uh anything is coming because i realize there how loaded one. that is there, there is, is one. one. Oh, yeah okay, for which one that should be you'd want to see remade or you would not I would want to see remade because there was this, I think someone asked this question one time on my Instagram story when I did a Q&A. Uh-huh. And I remember I had like something that's why I looked at my list. 
I would really like to see someone remake the Rocketeer. I am unfamiliar with the Rocketeer. Have you not seen it? So it's by I have Joe no idea. Joe Johnson, who also did uh, the first Captain America movie. Okay. And it's like this Disney movie. It came out in 1991. And it's basically this guy who finds like a jetpack. Whoa. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's it's very cheesy, but I love it. This and looks think, crazy. Yeah, it has potential because it's like yeah, it's a very wholesome movie. Um, very interesting. He fights Nazis in that movie with his jetpack. And because they, I think they want to get their hands on the technology. I haven't seen it in uh-huh. a while. And I think that could be like a great, like a Disney remake out actually want to watch. Wow, that this actually looks pretty like out there, sort of. Mm-hmm. It's sick. You gotta check it out. It's great. You said this is this is a Disney movie? It's a Disney movie. Yeah, I think so. Wow, I have literally never even heard of this. This looks pretty fucking crazy, though. I love that mask. It looks pretty badass. He kind of looks like a comic book guy. He does. He does. I don't know if it's like it's on a comic book or like if they made a comic book afterwards. But yeah, I I think there's a comic book out there actually. Yeah. So it's, but I don't oh, know man, if it was made before or after. That's a movie I'd like to see remade. Hell yeah, that's cool, man. I've I've never even heard of it. I'm gonna add that one to the list. There's also that, one I would never, never want to see. Yeah. I think Lawrence of Arabia I would never want to see remade. That is a good one. Yeah. How about that's you? A, I don't know. I was trying to think as well, because I think I love the original Planet of the Apes, but I think the Matt Reeves remakes were very good because it was a reimagining of it. Yeah. Um and I think that something like that is more franchisey, so it offers itself up to a universe and a world that can constantly be made. That's why you know you you tend to not be upset when they do a new Batman's or Super mm-hmm. or whatever because it's it, it offers itself up to be constantly redone or reinterpreted. But I I really don't know. I feel like I'd have to find. Oh man, I I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. But did you actually I, hear they're, they're making a new Planet of the Ape? Are Kingdom, they really? Yeah, Kingdom of the Planet of the Ape, I think it's called. Wait, is it connection to Matt Reeves or a whole new thing? I think, I'm not sure. I think it, it said like a lot of years after the last Matt Reeves one. Okay. Or it might be like a completely different thing. But people, I, I read a report today actually like, Someone saw concept art of it and they said it's like super wild. Like it's such an interesting idea. So I'm very excited for that one. Whoa, it is connected to the that universe. Yeah. I think I mean, Matt, like yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Reeves isn't uh attached, but whoa, I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, there's some actor, I guess, named Kevin Durand. And I thought it said Kevin Durant was acting in this movie. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. That's wild. Okay. Um, that's fucking sick. That completely just... Wow, I'm going to think about that all day mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're, you're good. It was, it was you're fun. good. I think... Um, I, think I, don't, I don't think I know what, what mm-hmm. movie would be... I'm, I'm going to think about it. 
I'm going to see okay. at the end if I could, I could think. I know I offered up the question, but I didn't even have it. I just thought of it. If um, not next episode. If not next episode, because I am curious to, to think of something. But mm-hmm. let's go ahead and let's, let's get into the movie of the week finally. Uh, mm-hmm. Dino, my boy, I know this is one of your all-time faves. Mm-hmm. You picked it, or it came from your lot, rather, of random movies that we select. Uh, what movie is that? And tell us a little bit about what we, uh, what we saw this week. Well, this episode's movie is 2017's Columbus, directed by Coconada. Um, it's his first movie. And the movie follows, well, two main protagonists. Um, mm-hmm. It's Casey, a young girl, um, and Jin, uh, played by John Cho, and Casey's played by Haley Lou Richardson. And the movie follows both of them. So Casey is a Columbus native. She is born there. She lives there. She graduated, I think it was high school. Um, well, a year, be- year before that. And she's not, well, she should be going to college, but she's, she took a break and she still hasn't, hasn't gone to college. And John Cho's character called Jin, um, who is from South Korea or his family is from South Korea. Um, and his dad is a architect um, and a professor who comes to Columbus, Indiana um, for, I think it was like a talk there um, that he had to do, but he breaks down and slips into a coma. So his son, Jin, um, comes to Columbus to, to visit his dad and is sort of stuck there. Um, he really doesn't want to be there. Um, and he meets Casey who was very interested in architecture. Uh, she works, works in a library. And Indiana, uh, Columbus, Indiana is like this mecca of architecture. It's a very architecture-heavy city. Um, and so she, she knows a lot about it. And the two of them connect. Um, he doesn't really know or care too much about architecture, even though his dad is an architect. Um, but she shows him around the city, explains like different buildings and architects to him. Um, and they build a connection, a bond. And this takes uh, to the ending uh, where he, well, he finally convinces her to go to college um, because she didn't want to go because of her mom who had a drug abusive past. So she wanted to be there for her. And the movie really is about relationship with your parents and like the burden our parents give to us. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But before we do, I wanted to hear your thoughts. So what did you think about this movie? Yeah, um, I, I had mentioned it to you prior to like earlier today that um, that I feel like this is the type of movie that you really got to be in the right kind of mindset. You would, you would describe it as something that's real meditative, which I completely agree that that is what it is um but if you're not in that right mindset i think it can be very tough to get through and Mm -hmm. just being completely honest i don't think i was in that right mindset today there was so much going on it was a lot of you know scheduling stuff and just being kind of hectic in the middle of the day trying to see it so i feel like i didn't fully appreciate it um for what it actually is and like i said to you also before the pod like i feel like i'm actually i have to re-sit down like put it on at night without the distraction of the day outside and life going on and work that I have to get back to after when I finish watching the movie or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. 
The one thing I will say that did actually really stand out to me is that it was pretty much like an hour and 40 minutes of just like cinematography, like 101. Because yeah. they, I mean, the camera, th this, this movie, I get it. It is your namesake. Every shot of painting, that is this movie. The camera sure. doesn't, it does not move. It never moves. Like it does one time when they're talking, I think when they first meet, then the camera slowly like dollies back. And I think that's the only time, at least that I remember, where the camera really moves. Um, but yeah, it was, um, in that sense, it was a lot of like, wow, like it really forced you to really lock in. And for someone who's interested in that, this is like a, a book of photos to look at to learn how to light a scene or something. Seriously. Really is, yeah. Yeah, so I loved that part. And that's funny you mentioned that scene because that's actually one of my favorite scenes. Mm -hmm. um, because like that's the first time they meet and they're divided by this fence and so they they talk and at first it's like very like they're a little bit distant and they don't really understand each other and then they walk and the camera follows them and once they open up to each other the fence opens and he steps out of it so I think that's a very like great oh, way yeah. of usually like tying that's cool. into the story so that's cool i didn't even catch that like that part of him walking out from behind the fence mm -hmm. that's awesome like you see him like they connect like he makes a yeah. joke and they start like, to i don't know like you, you see the, the, the chemistry forming oh yeah after he steps out so that's a great scene so i thought oh yeah after you mentioned that now this movie i know that you kind of beyond it being one of like your all-time top five you know movies all time mm -hmm um you kind of have a somewhat sort of connection to uh somebody associated with columbus indiana is that correct i do it's a funny story so um i work with the guy uh his name is julian he does movie posters um his shop is called the ozone lab and he basically takes like every second he takes a frame from a movie and then like he puts them together into these beautiful visual posters that at first glance, you don't even get their movie posters. You would think that just like a beautiful piece of art. And then after, like I have one in my room and every time a friend comes, comes over, they just think it's, it's a cool like painting or whatever, like cool, cool uh, poster. But then I, then I tell them it's actually a movie. And so then they look at the details and um, he does those, those movie posters and, uh, one day he asked me if I could like work with him um, in like social media and marketing and things like that because um, he saw my page actually won this poster he did a mm -hmm. giveaway so I won it and we started working and because Columbus is one of my favorite movies I thought it was a fun idea to make a, like a poster because I gave him a suggestion maybe we can do this movie next and he did Columbus and I thought, why not send it to the city of Columbus? Um, and so I looked up who the mayor is and I just sent him the poster. Um, I sent him an email first and he said oh, he would love it. So I sent it over and he hung it actually up in like city hall or town hall. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if it's still up, but it definitely was. So if anyone listening to this for whatever reason you know maybe maybe uh, there's a coincidence and someone lives in columbus or like near columbus 
yeah. or if you're ever in Columbus, check out Town Hall. Ask if the poster is up somewhere. Take a picture, send it to us. Um, but yeah, and so I talked to the mayor. Um, we chatted a little bit, and yeah, that's a funny connection I have. And were they were they like super down with the movie? Did they really like the movie? Did you get to talk about like their thoughts on it? I did. Um, he said, uh, well, his wife, especially, like he said, his wife is very big into movies. And they went to like, they did a premiere in the town when cool. the movie came out to watch it. And he, he said it's a great movie. And I think his wife, especially, she liked it a lot. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, <laughs> super cool. Yeah, if anyone is out there in the in the Midwest United States, Go get your go get yourself over to the uh, Columbus City Hall and uh, and that's Columbus, Indiana, folks, not Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, um, not to be confused. Yeah, not to be confused. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. So what what is it about this movie that was like that like made it like a top five? What was the first time that you saw this movie? Well, I've seen like screenshots of it every now and then, and every time I was like, well, like where where is this picture from? Like, what movie is this? And every time I saw Columbus and I tried to watch it, but it wasn't available anywhere, anywhere over here. And um, it was really hard to find. And then I finally found like a Blu-ray with my region, region log. And I just ordered it. And I remember it was like a like hot summer day, which is perfect because the movie takes place in summer. And I just like shut all the windows put out the blinds down and just watched it and i don't know if you like i think you understand me with this one there are certain movies like you watch them and you just feel like there's a part of your soul in those movies like you just connect with those movies right off the bat and it's not like one thing in particular it's not like the story or like the visuals or the music it's just everything like you really feel like it's a part of you i guess like like it's one of your Horcruxes, a Horcrux movie, whatever. It's my Horcrux movie, <laughs> one of mine. I don't know if that's a thing, but I just felt connected to it and immediately fell in love with it. And it just stuck with me. Like I couldn't get it out of my head. I just kept thinking about it. I kept posting shots of it just to get other people to watch it yeah. um, because I think it's underrated. I think it's so overlooked and i think more people should watch it and yeah it's hard to explain i don't know do you understand what i'm saying like absolutely you just you just feel connected to them absolutely that's 100 i mean any of my favorite movies i feel that way to all of them and it's something where it's not like objectively it's like oh it's because it is the best made it's like that has nothing to do with it like yeah. i'm it doesn't make it this is it makes me feel this i don't care if it's Citizen Kane or freaking, you know, Godfather or whatever, best movie, but it's just what, what it makes you feel. I, I totally feel that. So you saw, did you see it when it came out in 2017? No, no, I saw it in, I think it was 2019, 2018, I think it was 2019. Okay, okay. so like the next yeah. year or two. Um, yeah, I think it was. Have you ever seen it on the big screen? I haven't, I haven't. So I watched it like in our living room where we have like a very big, uh, TV, but I never seen it. I would love to see it on a big screen, but sadly, I never got the chance. Let's uh, make that happen. Double have... feature: Raiders of Lost Ark, Columbus double feature. That would be the dream. <laughs> that would be the absolute dream. 
but yeah like That's you said cool. like the movie really like i could dedicate a whole instagram account just like posting shots from this movie because every shot really, literally is a painting yeah definitely is you can tell he's definitely like super influenced by someone like like kubrick or mm -hmm. like ozu or something like that where it seems and i realize now that uh what what's his name Koganada? Koganada. yeah he has done a bunch of video essays for like criterion and just independently i think yeah which i did not realize that until kind of looking up a little bit more about him and that's super cool i think i've actually seen quite a few of those that he's done and and you look at some of the names, the Kubrick, uh, uh, Ozu, Wes Anderson, these people who are very symmetrical with their movements and very still and whatnot. And but Wes Anderson Ozu still, but, was yeah. actually a very, very big inspiration. For this movie? Yes. It's, it certainly seemed that way, yeah. Mm -hmm. which, which is cool. A lot of those shooting through the doorways and the way that the camera was just placed and early exactly. on in the frame. It was just like a perfectly framed. Like I, I can't get over and I, I always hate that when people are like, oh yeah, I love the cinematography. It's like, okay, I mean, that's just kind of, but like truly that is the one thing that really stuck with me because it was just so masterful. And I'm the person, I'm the kind of person who loves the camera to move. Like I want it to move, but that's not what this movie was or it wouldn't have serviced it. Like it couldn't have done that. It wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. um, sure. So that, that was super cool to experience. Have you seen After Yang? I have, yes. His second movie. Have you? Does he? I haven't. Does he do similar? Is it a similar style in that it's always still, or did he kind of only pull that out for this movie because that's really what it was perfectly meant for? That's a good question. I actually, I think, I think after Yang, I think he moves the camera a lot more. Mm -hmm. But I could be wrong. Maybe it's also like very still. I have to rewatch that one because it didn't. Like right off, like at the top of my head, I can't think. Yeah. If he did the same, but after Yang is a great movie. I highly recommend it. I, I I remember I had a very limited run, but I think maybe you know how it is. It just oh shoot, mm -hmm. like this one week it was out, I just couldn't get to yep. the theater or something. But because yep. that came out twenty twenty one or was that last year? I think it was twenty twenty one. I think so. Yeah uh and colin farrell i love love colin farrell so I, I gotta check that one out it seems really cool and uh seems seems really neat uh obviously i'm assuming it does not hold a candle to columbus for you though mm -hmm. no but it's say. very great and unfortunately it didn't come out in theaters over a year mm. but you two of like an instagram friend actually got and like one of those special imdb screenings of it oh nice came out um, which is the first time I've ever gotten one of those, but I can't remember who gave it to me, but so someone sent me a link like, hey, like, if you want, you can check it out. And yeah, was very, thankful, very thankful. Hell yeah, that's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely have to check that one out uh, mm -hmm. as well. Um, and what did you think of the story? Like, I, I, I enjoyed, again, it was very slow paced. And again, also I was thinking, I was like, I just came off of Time Cop, double team Dennis Rob mm -hmm. like I was like I have not been like in this vibe like at all so mm -hmm. like to go from I think last or not last night but the night before last movie I watched was Time Cop like mm -hmm. two nights ago I think um so like to go from that to this was like a very jarring kind of thing for me so it, it, it was hard I'm not gonna lie like it was mm -hmm. very hard for me to really focus on and at first I 
because it takes its time. And I thought, I'm like, oh, is this going to just like be devoid of plot like altogether? Like, is this just going to be like, like what you would see in like maybe like some French movies from like the 70s or so where it's just, we just talk and that's about it. Um, but then you start to see, and, and it is interesting, like the way that you mentioned how, how they're both dealing with the same issue, but in two separate ways. And they're both yeah. approaching it in two separate ways. Um, but, and even by the end, when they kind of both do what they do, they're sort of, they're doing separate things, but they're both on the same mind wave at, by mm-hmm. the end, the two of them, yeah. um, you know, they both did what they kind of needed to do. You know, she, she goes off and, um, but I, I, I did, I mean, it was very much me just trying to see, okay, it is happening. And then, Again, it's just something you got to settle in. You got to be real open to this experience, I think, and be ready for it. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I don't recommend watching it like on a Tuesday afternoon after a meeting and before, you know, you have to do other work. But, um, but the story was really cool. And, and especially as it takes its time, it, 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 when it, when you start to understand something after it takes its time, it feels a lot better than, than, if you were just like right off the bat, you're like, okay, this is kind of what's mm-hmm. what's happening. But that's not even because it was ambiguous or mysterious. It's just because it this movie really takes its time, you know. For sure. And yeah. I'm a sucker for like movies where your characters just talk and like interact, like those slice of life movies. Oh, I love yeah. those. And that's another thing. And what you mentioned, because what I really like in the beginning, he comes to Columbus because of his father but they don't have a great relationship. Like they haven't talked in years. He doesn't even want to be there. And then on the other side, Casey, she, well, he, he should be there, but he doesn't want to be. But Casey should be in college, but she's not. She's staying with her mom. And by the end, they switch places because she goes off where she should be and he stays with his dad. Mm-hmm. Where he, he should be. Apartment until he's getting better. So I really like that. So... It's it's a perfect. I mean, in terms of like storytelling, like and just writing. I mean, it's the whole movie really is just a masterwork of every. Even the performances too was like the cast was great. John Cho is a very underrated actor, and I yes. love seeing his come up from uh, from Harold and Kumar into something like this is so dope. Um, and uh, and it, it's 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 really exciting to see. And Haley Lou Richardson too. She's a great actress. She's great. And she wasn't really on my radar until like last year, like mm-hmm. when I was like watching White Lotus and I saw her and I was like, she looks kind of familiar, but who is she? And then I, I remembered I rewatched, uh, what was it? Split, not Splice. Um, the M. Night movie the, uh, with Anya. Split. 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 Yeah. And I was she's... like, oh shit, she's in this too. Yeah. You're so right. it's, it's cool seeing her pop up and think she's really good. And it's funny because she's in two of my favorite movies, like top five. She's in two of them. She's in Columbus really? and in uh-huh. The Edge of 17. And in what? What was the other one you cut out on me? The Edge of 17. Oh, The Edge of 17. Yeah. It's also one of my favorite movies. So she, she's in great movies. Yes, sir. Shout out to Haley Lou. Um, if you're listening. You a favorite uh, scene? My favorite scene? I honestly. So, well, I really loved, by the way, Rory Culkin is very very good in this and he's Macaulay Culkin's brother right I think the youngest of them because then they have the other one who's younger than Macaulay 
who's in succession. I forget his name, who I thought it was initially. Um, mm-hmm. It'll it'll come to me randomly later. But um, I love the scenes that he was in. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's the one which it was a frustrating scene, but it was funny. Um, was when that one girl that was like friends with Haley Lou, uh, mm-hmm. like comes into the library and she's just like obviously really like snobby and it's just so unaware and it's so demeaning and just all around rude. Um, and you see Rory McCulkin in the back and she says something, she goes, Oh, you have to go to Europe, the guys are even more interesting, and he just like pokes his head out. And like stares, then he pulls his head back in. Um, and then he, it's really sweet because then he kind of comes to her rescue after a minute. He's, you know, he, he senses how uncomfortable she is. And I, I always like their dynamic together because he very much gets her and she very much gets him. And he, there's another scene either earlier or later, I forget where there's a joke where she mentions something about um, the MLS degree, like that master's degree, like being like the worst degree. And he goes better than no degree. And it kind of like rubs her the wrong way. Like it sort of bothers her, but he like immediately realizes that. And then mm-hmm. she also, she's not even like, she understands that he also didn't mean it that way. Like, it's just like a nice wholesome thing where it's like, this isn't like played up for some drama. Like, oh my God, he insulted. It's like, they both recognize that. And that's just a very real thing that in a way is kind of anti-cinematic, but it is really, is really kind of cool. And also your mother, does she do math? I like that one. <laughs> great, great scene. Great quote. Yeah, that was good too. What about you? Well, he's actually in like two of my other favorite scenes. The one where he confesses to her that he doesn't even smoke. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. likes to hang out with her. So he yeah. gets in the house. And his his monologue that he has, well, they have a little dialogue discussion about uh-huh. the attention span. Oh yes. That scene, that scene was great. I love that. It was yes. just like so well written. Yes. I yeah. forgot about that scene actually. That was really good. Mm-hmm. That was really there good. So many it, great scenes. It's very fact, super factual too. I was like, that's a mm-hmm. great point. For sure. Yeah. Um, like I said, like so many great scenes. I could go on and on. Like I could talk about this movie for like days. Seriously. Yeah. But I would want to ask you a question. Like, yeah which movies like is there a movie that this reminded you of because we always hmm. do this thing where we like yeah give movies um, that are similar which by the way i remembered it's kieran culkin uh the other mm-hmm. culkin that i was thinking of um okay. but movies that it reminds me of i think i already mentioned kind of like the visual things like you sort of saw some kubrick some Mo's or whatever but mm-hmm. i think I don't know anything specifically like it, but something in terms of its style, and it's actually a movie I really, um, I really, well, actually a, a series of movies by Eric Romare, uh, or mm-hmm. Romer, as most Americans say here. Um, he did a series of movies. He did one, My Night at Mods, and then he did one called Claire's Knee. And Claire's Knee in particular, it's really, it's just mm-hmm. a lot of talking um, back and forth. And that's kind of like my, my Night at Mods is as well. Um, and again, not in terms of like style, I guess nothing to do with architecture. It's not like that, but in terms of the stillness sort of just, and being aware of the background, like I love the audio, the sound mix of this movie too, is that it's so just natural and real that you hear every little 
like crackled though i love when the dude is doing the water in the background with like that hose thing and you hear it come in you hear it come out there's no music it's just that they're just out there and that's something Mm -hmm. else that's also like very much the sound i think is very much inspired by someone who is ozu like and that's robert brisson this french director who is a master of that kind of sound and that minimalistic style but Mm -hmm. i think those kind of guys are sort of what it and that those movies in general sort of what popped into my head what about you have you seen the um before trilogy by richard linkletter no but that and now i'm thinking that's probably a great pairing i haven't seen them either yet they're on my watch list i need to watch them but i heard a lot of people compare it to those okay one i have seen that i would like compare it to a little bit have you seen patterson by jim jarmusch wait which wait which movie by jim jarmusch patterson oh patterson no yeah. i think we've talked about i think you've told me about this movie maybe is this one of adam driver it is it's yes. also okay. one of my favorite movies so i think i might have okay. talked about it i know of it but i haven't seen it mm-hmm. that's another one like it's very like just well nothing really happens it's just like characters interacting and it's very very calm very calming movie so yeah that's another I, one I do love me a calming movie, um, mm-hmm. but I, either way, I'm super happy. Like the amount of notes, at least I was taking on the cinematography was like fantastic. So um, above all else, I, I, I really great wreck, um, but I do need to give it a proper, uh, proper rewatch for sure. All right, cool. Love talking Columbus with my boy Dino, uh, one of his all time faves. Um, and I'm curious to know on a uh, on a scale of uh, one to ten, uh, let's see, one to ten buildings, one to ten libraries, mm-hmm. uh, one to ten MLS degrees. How much? <laughs> yeah, how much is? Well, I guess which character? Two characters. Yeah, which character is literally you, and how much? Mm, well, I think there's like you can relate to both at least I. To a degree, I think Jin Jojo's character less than Casey. I think Casey is more a character that I can relate to. I think I would give her like seven or eight MLS degrees. Okay. Something like that. And John Cho a little less. Um, because thankfully I don't have a bad relationship with my dad. Yeah. Um, well, I don't have a bad relationship. She has a good relationship with her mom, but the yeah. whole drug abuse thing. But just like the the burden our parents the- give us, things like that, which is like she wants to go to college, but she wants to be there for for her mom. Um, that's something like I can relate to because it's tough in the beginning to just like leave your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's something I can relate to for sure um what about you definitely yeah i think i i definitely maybe more side on the the Haley lou uh side of things and and especially just someone who is very much um like very passionate about something mm-hmm. um you know she's obviously very passionate about her family or the people around her like she's very passionate about everything but specifically mm-hmm. the architecture thing that was like the one thing that really kind of grabbed me was just how like obsessive she was with this thing and that's mm-hmm. something that I can really like admire and also, you know, relate to in a, in a certain way. And, um, you know, I think I would also maybe like six or seven MLS degrees. 
um, I, I would, I would, uh, say I'm, would, I'm literally her. Awesome. Or she's literally me rather. (laughs) I'm very excited. You finally watched this movie. Yeah, I am too. Cause I've heard a lot about it from you for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to check out after Yang also, especially Mm -hmm. after hearing you talk about that one as well. Definitely do. And when you do let us know, and then we can talk about it a little bit because I have to rewatch that one as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that one will definitely be mentioned in a future episode at some point um i'm sure um and has one of my favorite scenes of all time uh after Um, yang does after yang one i'm just gonna put that out there it's a scene where they talk about tea and they just talk about tea for like 10 minutes and it's one of my favorite scenes so (laughs) i'm excited to hear your thoughts cool um well uh well i guess we'll go ahead and um get ready for next week's episode mm-hmm. um so you picked last week you picked columbus mm-hmm. i guess that means we're picking from my list this week do you want to uh do the generator or i do the generator and you go through the list and tell me which one we're at let's do it like last week like last week i did the generator you told me the movie so let's you can do the generator and i can tell you which one of your movies we're cool. going to talk about next cool okay All right, guys, and for those who are new uh, or aren't familiar, we each, Dino and I both have a list of 20 movies that we always change because whenever we do a movie on there, we got to add a new one in um, where we've each brought 20 movies to the table that we either really like, uh, we think the characters are literally us, or maybe we just want to talk about it. Um, And this week, it's my turn, and uh, we'll go ahead and run this random number generator. And Dino, my friend, can you tell me what number nine on the list is please number nine would be hard target you are hard shitting target. me you are kidding me it is not was it the one? this is jean-claude is it really you are shitting me there's no way well okay the coincidences <laughs> just keep, keep going wow that is very weird that's um, crazy okay we kind of have that a lot with like coincidences with like, last with the swimmer like, with uh even columbus too because i was thinking about that movie a little bit prior to when we picked it but the swimmer i remember yeah. i ran the number or you ran the number or something and i looked you're like there's no way mm-hmm. because yeah. your shot is coming yeah tomorrow like when we recorded tomorrow and the episode is dropping tomorrow so that was oh. a very perfectly yeah. lined up cool mm-hmm. well hard target will be quite the switch up from um columbus mm-hmm. and i kind of only put it in there as a placeholder temporarily because i didn't quite know what to pick and then i was like well hard target could be fun so i'm glad we at least got it in um <laughs> awesome i'm glad i didn't talk about it too much earlier or at least i hope i didn't i'm excited to watch it it's um it's super cool again quite the switch up it, it'll be a lot more entertainment and and uh that kind of based uh, as opposed to maybe auteur uh, is, but that's what we're about. We watch all types of movies. We exactly. can go from watching uh, Seventh Samurai to watching Friday Thirteenth Part Six or mm-hmm. something like that, and and be able to talk about it. But uh, um, but I guess for those who are listening who want to watch long, uh, Hard Target again. That's the John Woo movie, nineteen ninety three, and at least in the U.S. Um, when I watched, it, I think I just straight up rented it like iTunes mm-hmm. style. Um, 
but it's available on all those Amazon Prime uh, for renting. I'm not seeing any streaming for it, but it can certainly be rented. YouTube, Apple TV, iTunes, whatever, Amazon Prime, whatever you use. Um, you have any, uh, do, do you see anything on there uh, over by where you're at? Do you know if, if it's available uh, or where it may be available? Well, you can rent it on Amazon, iTunes. Is there, is there, did they make a second one? They did. I think it's completely unrelated. No Jean-Claude. I don't think it's even in it. Because the second one is on Amazon Prime Video. Okay. Steer clear of the second one, one, folks. (laughs) That is not the one. But definitely, the first one isn't there. So it's weird that they only have the second one. You mean even to rent or on Prime Video? They they have it on Prime Video like for free. The second one. Okay. But not the first one, which is weird. I think because they literally just use the name, like to get, like it's a direct to video, just stole the name. But okay. it has, I think, like literally zero connection whatsoever. Okay. Don't watch that one. Watch the first one. Yes. Um, sure. 1993. Uh, and again, John Woo, uh, action legend. We've all at least seen one of his movies, whether that be Face Off, Mission Impossible 2, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, but Hard Target, man. I'm excited for you to see it. <laughs> Me too. It sounded uh, guess, like interesting yeah. when you talked about it. So that's the beauty of it. Like I, what you said earlier, like we can talk about all different types of movies. Like there isn't one genre, like just like a certain type of movies. Like we can go from whatever, like to whatever. So I'm very excited to switch it up and just talk about this one do something a little bit different i suppose well uh well i apologize to all the listeners in advance <laughs> who are looking for something a little more highbrow but uh but this movie really is badass and super awesome and, and truly a, a, a favorite of mine and i just discovered it last week for the first time so um so i'm super to, excited are you going to watch it again or is it fresh you already, in your mind? You, bro you already know i ordered that blu-ray coming in the mail you already know no way Perfect. i swear to god I saw Perfect. it. I was like, I was like, it was one of those movies where like, I have to own it. I have to be able to watch this anytime. I'm like, I have to own this movie. It pays uh, off. So it paid off already. So that's super tight. Get to watch that Blu-ray. Um, awesome. But per usual, uh, always awesome talking to you. Love talking movies with you. Um, and uh, and thanks everyone who's who's listening. If anyone out there is listening, and thanks everyone for the questions. Of course, thank you for the questions. We have a couple more. Maybe we're gonna get through them next week. Yeah. And if you guys like it we're gonna do it more often absolutely oh oh my god this you know what i'll save it for next week's film news because you Mm -hmm. and i also discussed this a movie that might have solved racism we'll tease it there that we didn't discuss we'll tease it there guys we'll tease Mm -hmm. it there we will talk about it in full length on episode five um which will be hard target and uh i guess yeah we'll talk to you guys next week for sure and when we're on apple apple podcast now yes, so sir. i set that one up so we're on spotify youtube and apple podcast just so everyone knows that's right and where else do you got to go nowhere else for sure and i'm never- very excited to talk about this special movie that you just mentioned right now <laughs> that's a story we wanted to talk about but we're gonna save it, it for is now. It is. I think uh, someone was looking down on me and said, all right, here, we're going to throw you a bone, kid. Here's one a, of the craziest things. I can't believe this is real life, but <laughs> that's super funny. Um, mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. As always, I'm Tristan. That's my boy. And, Dino. and uh, 
yeah, see you guys next week. Bye-bye.